All right, and we are back to discuss some more of the biracial things. Here again with my co-host, Dustin. Uh, what are we What are we about to get into again? I'm really excited about this. This last one was great. <laughs> I'm excited, too, because we got some, you know, we got some guys in here. I'm not the only guy now, but uh, mm-hmm. we have Leslie, Jamie, Christian, and Grant. Um, I know I never met you guys. I haven't met you guys before. So uh, why don't you tell me and everyone else uh, what season you guys are from and what a little bit about your background and being mixed and growing up in the U.S. Yeah, so wherever we want to start. Yeah, I mean, we've just been going around through the video. So, like, Leslie, if you want to start, and then we can kind of go left and down. Okay. Um, I was on season 17, Sean Lowe's season. I am originally from Iowa. My mom is white, blonde, blue eyes, and my dad is black. Um, grew up in Iowa and Florida, both places, because my parents separated after a few years of being married. So, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but you were the first half black, half white contestant on the show? I think so. Yeah. I think my season was the first season that they finally had a mix of actual people, color. Yeah. Because they had the lawsuits wow. prior to yeah. that. So, Yeah. When I yeah. when I got the it's call crazy. that I was going to be on, I called my dad because he's black, and he was like, "Oh my god, blah blah blah." And then I get there, and there's like seven of us of different races, and so I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, I see what you did." <laughs> <laughs> yep, you following up from that lawsuit? Okay, we see you. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you, and and Jamie, you're on my season. Yes, so I was on Nick Fial season, season twenty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there was a bunch of us yeah. mixed chicks yeah. and such, so <laughs> it was really cool. Um, but yeah, my dad's Italian and my mom's black. My dad always would be like, you cannot call me white. I am Italian. Make sure you mm. say Italian. So yeah, <laughs> um, my dad's Italian. My mom's black. She's pretty light-skinned. Uh, I grew up in California. It's weird because they they were together for like 11 years. I remember them splitting when I was like 11. Mm. And then... Like, I don't know how many years has been in between, but they recently just got back together. So that's weird. It's mm-hmm. kind of uh, tough having to handle both of them coming to me and asking me questions or for advice. And it's a lot. <laughs> but yeah. it's nice to see them back together. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially maybe during a time right now. I don't know how much like race plays a part for that. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't really go into yeah. details with the whole... Black Lives Matter things because my mom is uh she's she's uh very opinionated when it comes to politics so mm-hmm. she's like going beyond what I can comprehend and what I can see and support so it's very confusing for me that's like a whole mm-hmm. nother podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely well I mean maybe we'll have you on in another podcast we'll, we'll go deeper on that <laughs> um, Christian you actually were the first person that I spoke to in Bachelor, like before our season aired. And you were such a like kind soul. And I also remember being like, and he's biracial. It's like, he gets it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to figure everything out, to be honest with you. <laughs> I learned that yeah. every day. Um, yeah, my uh, mom's black. My dad's German. Um, spent half my childhood in Florida, but was actually born in LA. Um, Mm-hmm. was on the season with Grant, with JoJo. Um, mm-hmm. And that was my first and then ended up doing Paradise. So still working through things. It's been a crazy year, to be honest with you. So really good timing for yeah. this podcast. 
Yeah. And, and we'll definitely get into all of that. Um, and qu- quickly here on this too, uh, you invited me into this Facebook group and we're going to maybe... Just Colored Enough. Grant, Grant, yeah, <laughs> there was a Facebook group called Just Colored Enough. Well, I, I, yeah, I feel that way. I swear to God, I feel that way. I know. Well, I, yeah, I, I so mean, I, I want to hear from, from Grant first. Grant, I want to let you introduce yourself and then let's start off talking about this Facebook group after that. All right. Um, so yeah, I was on JoJo season and then uh, I did season three of Bachelor of Paradise with mm-hmm. Christian also. And then I did yeah. Bachelor of Paradise in Australia yeah, actually as well. Season one over there. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, it was funny because I, I put my name in online for the show as a joke and like I did, mm-hmm. I filled out, out the application like halfway. Um, I did put, you know, all the races that I am. I'm mostly black, but I'm French, German, Native American mm-hmm. too. Both my parents are mixed. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like with the bachelor stuff, there's like a, if you check the box black, like when you put in an application, there's got to be a separate little inbox that it comes into. Because like <laughs> when I put mine in, I got a call. At, I put my application in at like 930 at night. And then I got a call at 1230 PM and a voicemail and an email the next day. And Similar. like, I, yeah, I was like, damn, like I wasn't, you know, I guess I'll, you know, talk to him or whatever. And then I ended up on the show. But, uh, I think honestly they saw, I think from a casting standpoint, when I put my application in, they saw, they're like, damn, he's black enough. He's a firefighter and he's a model. We're going to use this guy because it's like, they could count, they could check the box. It's like, yeah, we have another black guy on the show, mm-hmm. but I just because of the way I talk and the, and you know, my previous occupations and stuff, it, it was a good sell to the bachelor fan base. You know what I mean? Which is mainly, mm-hmm. you know, white girls white that are, that are relatively religious, like whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> like the bachelor fan base is a very, like, it's very popular in the South and on the East coast mm-hmm. and they have more conservative values and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I think, honestly, I think that's why I got cast for the show. Yeah. All right, it's time for a short break here. Y'all already know the importance of taking care of your skin and focusing on ingredients. And whether you're worried about like dullness, redness, fine lines, acne, whatever it is, trying to find the right treatment can be really frustrating. Um, And I'm really excited to share with y'all this company called Rory because there's a simpler, smarter solution to skincare. And Rory is a digital health clinic for women. Rory is the sister brand of Roman. And like Roman, they make it simple to connect with a healthcare professional professional online and see if personalized prescription skincare treatment is right for you all from the comfort of your home, which is fantastic these days. So all you have to do is go on your phone or computer and you complete a free online consultation and you'll hear back from a US licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours, super freaking quick. And if it's appropriate, they'll prescribe a personalized skincare treatment plan that works just for you and your skin. And with Rory, you don't have to worry about going to the pharmacy because your custom skincare is delivered right to you with free, 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 two-day shipping. Amazing. You can also follow up with a healthcare professional anytime you need to to make changes in your treatment. Or if you have any questions, they're really there with you every step of the way on your skincare journey and are like super supportive. So another bonus here with all of this is that with Rory, there are no commitments. So you can cancel at any time if you find it's not working for you, but I have a feeling you will find that it is, it will. Uh, you can go to hellorory.com slash 
talk to try out nightly defense for just five dollars it's free to chat with the doctor and your first order is just five dollars just five dollars that's amazing that's helloroy.com slash talk eligibility requirements and additional terms do apply with all that said i hope that y'all check out rory i've been loving using them and happy to welcome them to the podcast so with all of that now we can get back to the show so let's let's talk a little bit about this Facebook group, Just Colored Enough. Um, and Christian, can you talk just maybe like how this started? Did you start this group? Yeah, I kicked it off. I think like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think like like a lot of us, I think you try to um, make sense of everything, your experience, and you deal with a flood of emotions. I think when you get off the show and working through things, um, and then you kind of ask yourself the tough questions like why, like how did this work out? I certainly look around the room, right, of everybody else and it's just super obvious. And I just I just can't help mm-hmm. but understand um, that this is a thing, right? And I just felt like it was, mm-hmm. I was just colored enough for the show, for the program mm-hmm. to have uh, moments on the show. And, and I look at my fellow contestants and I, I feel like it's super relevant for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i feel the same i it's funny you used to be talking about the show with my season on hannah's season i don't know if i, I didn't watch your guys' season but i felt like on my season there was only enough room for one black person to get the spotlight i don't know if you guys felt like that in your shows but in, in yeah. mine it, it was mike johnson of course but and mm-hmm. you know i didn't know if that's something that you guys went through as well well, yeah, seasons. I definitely can agree, or I feel you on that. I feel like Jasmine was our girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I mean, Rachel, too, because Rachel was, like, the beyond. But we had at least two. Jasmine got pretty far, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she was also, like, the crazy black girl. See, mm-hmm. Oh, I would love to hear Grant's opinion on that. Grant, you missed it. We were just talking about um, <laughs> that, you know, uh, whether or not there was enough of spotlight for more than one black person on a show. Um, obviously we were on the season together. I remember us having yeah. a conversation outside and we yeah. talked about this and you were like, I think you were like, no, bro, we're not going to discuss this. I, yeah. I, Cause I didn't want it to get caught on camera. I, just, I didn't want it to get fucking, <laughs> I didn't want to make the thing, but we did. I remember that we were outside of the mansion or something. We were like, bro, like this is a situation. I don't, can't remember exactly what the context was, but like, that's what it, the shit all goes back to like marketing and, and ratings and the fan base of the show, right? When, you know, mm-hmm. 90% of the show is white girls, they're not, that, that's who they're pertaining to, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, most girls that are white, you know, their parents are white. You have to think about like, you know, most of the girls that watch the show, if they were to bring me home, like it might be a problem because I look like trouble and I'm black enough to, you know, have it be a situation to where, you know, from their parents' perspective, now their daughter's dating a black guy that has a bunch of tattoos, right? Yeah. But, you know, so it's like, that's why, you know, from a marketing standpoint and like a rating standpoint, the black guys, especially, they're not going to get as much screen time as the white guys mm-hmm. that have been on the show the same amount of time. It just doesn't make sense. It's just ratings. That's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have that group of people, that group of ex- executives and editors and stuff like that at the table, they're going to do what 
is going to make the best ratings and the most money. And, and that's the fan base of the show. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it See, is. And, that, and that, yeah. that poses kind of an interesting perspective because it's a business, right? This isn't philanthropy. Yeah, this isn't charity. Yeah. This is a $100 yeah, billion dollar franchise in terms of advertising revenue for yeah. ABC. Yeah. You know, do we, are, you know, we make it very personal when we talk about value, what's right and wrong, but you know, are we right for that as well? Uh, like we all yeah, went on the show. The it's like, it's from, yeah. Yeah, it's a casting thing and, and it's a ratings thing. It's typecasting, so, well, which happens and I think in all it's, And I think it's also a reflection of our society as well. Yeah, um, sure. I think that, you know, what happens on the show often is mirroring what's happening in our society and in our culture and is yeah. in, in alignment with that. And yeah. with that, I mean, I'm curious even to maybe kind of start digging a little bit here into like how how being mixed cause us to show up in our dating on the show but also in everyday life like how you just said grant you know like black enough to where it would cause an issue if you went home with a white girl so like i'm curious and i mean we have both the guys and the girls perspective here too and and also with being bisexual want to dig into that too because you're like multiple (laughs) things here um but Yeah. yeah like how that impacts dating even well, yeah, I mean, it just depends on, I mean, honestly, I think it depends on what part of the country you're in, because where I'm from in California, especially Northern California, being from near San Francisco, it's a very, it's a very liberal area. Like I, I've always grown up in like schools where there's hardly any black kids at all. There's always white people, hence the reason I talk the way I talk. Right. But, you know, in mm-hmm. other parts of the country, like the shit is a problem. Like if you bring me home, it's going to, it could be a problem. Right. So that's where we are today. And that's what ABC knows. ABC knows that that's, you know, you see commercials today that you always see either two black people or two white people, or you might see like, you know, an Asian girl with a black guy or like whatever to mix things up because, you know, Folgers coffee is serving all of America, not just the liberal parts of America that think that a black guy and a, you know, a white girl or a black guy and an Asian girl is cool. You know, they're, they're, you know, when, when the people change, TV will change. That's just a representation of where we're actually at. I guess, I guess the question is, is TV behind it? I, you know, is ABC behind the times? And I think that like, do we have a responsibility to hold them accountable um, as a cast, you know, participating, you know, or are we implicit in just accepting it for what it is, you know, and just going with the flow? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of both, honestly, you know, well, I mean, I, I'll say on this piece, I think it's hard. I think we get in a position of if we participate, are we reinforcing that all these things have been okay? Uh, do we take away power by withholding our participation? What impact does that have? Um, yeah. I think in my experience, I've tried really hard to make sure that when I do show up, it does have an impact. I mean, I think I'm certainly agreeable, but I also will try to stand my ground and be like, these are the things that I want to see change. These are the things I want to be able to share. Um, I mean, on on our season, James, with me and Jamie, um, you know, there were definitely parts of the show moving forward and parts of them very much staying way far back. Um, You know, there were MAGA statements paraphrased against me being a biracial person. Um, Yet then we also had, you know, our first black bachelorette come from that. So I think there's like a, a give and take there. 
All right, we're going to take a short break right here. I want to share uh, a very lovely, lovely company called Dirty Fun Box. Y'all have probably heard me talk about them on the podcast in the past. And they're like my favorite subscription box. Like there's literally no kind of funner way to get a box. This is literally the best kind of box you could get. Um, These boxes have these specific challenges that they create. So you can kind of specify if you want a standalone challenge or a couple's challenge challenge or even larger groups, if you're in a throuple, whatever you're working with. And it helps you to just kind of like explore your sexuality, your desires, your kinks, your fetishes, you name it. They approach it all in a very approachable way through tiered challenges that are in each delivery. And you also get like some goodies in there too. It's a very exciting box and it's just going to encourage you to like explore your sexuality. So if that's something you're interested in, highly recommend checking out Dirty Fun Box. Uh, if you head over to dirtyfunbox.com slash Taylor Nolan and use the discount code Taylor10, you can get 10% off. So definitely check it out. September is Sexual Health Awareness Month, and that includes pleasure and exploration. So have some fun and check out Dirty Fun Box. Again, that's dirtyfunbox.com slash Taylor Nolan, and you can use the discount code Taylor10 for 10% off. Hope y'all enjoy that one. I know I am. Uh, and with all of that, we we can now get right back to the show. I do really want to make sure that we do also touch a little bit here on just like what y'all's personal experiences have been like as mixed race people within dating and, um, you know, how that even today, how things happening today has been impacting that. I feel like when I'm dating someone... I don't know. I just, I guess since I'm not like on the outside looking in, I can only feel how I feel. And I, I don't feel like I'm like black and I don't feel like I'm white. Mm -hmm. And I could, when I first meet someone, I feel like maybe I'm putting on like a persona or I'm just like showing my best, you know, my best self. But then once I get comfortable, like I, even my um, current situation, the person I'm dating, like he has said to me before, like, Oh my God, you're like, in a joking tone, like I don't take offense to a lot of things because maybe it's because I am black and white. I just get it all. And I'm just like, whatever. But mm-hmm. he has said to me before, like, oh my God, you're getting like darker because of a phrase that I've said or, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't really take offense to it because I don't like to let things really impact me negatively. But yeah, it's just like those little comments that is, you know, it's like, I'm dating you. Like, you shouldn't be saying that. See, that actually <laughs> triggers me. Um, yeah. And particularly Same. this year, I've had to hold myself more accountable to not tolerate stuff like that. Um, yeah, exactly. Like I've, you know, I've had to check friends for a long time that have made comments. Um, and like, because they forget that you're black. <laughs> or, or, you know, you know what it is? It's that like I'm their one token black friend and it's like, yeah, but you're yeah. not really black. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, God. everyone's heard that yeah. one. Right? Like, oh, man. Yeah. It's like and then I feel implicit now. Like I'm like, yo, I tolerate that shit. Like I had people yeah. that were like, you know, make those mm. comments. And it's like that whole it's not OK to not be you have to be anti-racist now. Like, I, you know, you can't. Yeah tolerate it and i'm like i have to be better i have to hold people accountable yeah. um and educate mm-hmm. them you know but i think yeah. we kind of tolerated that through all these years because we've searched for our own identity for so long we don't we just we're just kind of confused growing up don't know what what way am i uh-huh. black am i white and i just want to fit in and feel comfortable with people so i i let both sides my black friends or yeah. my white friends say 
little things here and there and I just tolerate it. But twenty twenty is no tolerance. no Yeah. <laughs> when I was growing up, I grew up in Florida once I moved from Iowa and the in school, there was only me and one other mixed person. So I feel like the whites were all in a group, the blacks were all in a group, the Hispanics were all in a group, and we were just kind yeah. of floating because we didn't, yeah. like, no one yeah. really, like, gathered us as one, even just being mixed. Yeah. And then now with, like, the whole Black Lives Matter, like, none of my family reached out to me except for my father, who is black, and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was having a hard time with that, and a lot of my mixed friends were experiencing the same things, like, the white side didn't reach out didn't really know what to say. And then the ones that did mm-hmm. were actually just the black. So that's been hard. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering what think- it has been like for all of you to even discuss the things that are happening right now. I know I've received, you know, feedback throughout my whole life of when I do embrace my blackness or, you know, my black side that people then like to be quick to remind me that I'm white um, or that it's like they don't see it as totally valid because I also have whiteness to me. So it has sometimes felt really hard to talk about these things, to advocate for myself or to advocate for other monoracial black people. Um, and I'm curious how that's been like for, for the rest of you, Leslie, you're saying right now, you know, that's been really hard for you. And I imagine it is for all of us. Yeah. And yeah. Like when my parents separated, yeah. I was, grew up mostly with my mom who's white and my stepdad who's white, but older. So everyone always thought that we were adopted. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're adopted? Like, no, that's my mom. Like, they couldn't comprehend, like, I have a white mom. Um, yeah, so, I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. I'd rest, walk in a restaurant with my white dad and be like, oh, so for one, one table for one. He's like, no. I'm with my- <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, are you guys together? Like, yeah. 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 yeah, because, like, yeah, because, you know, people are asking you, like, wait, like, what are you? But it's like, if I steal a car, I'm fucking black. That's, that's what's going over the radio. Like, I'm black when it's convenient you know, when you meet me. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I totally get that because you have people, I've, like I said, I've always been in schools that are like all, all white. And, you know, I've I've had people say like, Oh, like you're fucking whitewashed or like whatever. It's like, I didn't get washed by anything. Like I'm a product of my environment. You know, I don't know what you want me to say. Like both my parents talk the way I talk. Like I've grown up in white neighborhoods. Like, what do you want me to do? You know, it's not like I moved here from somewhere else and started acting different. So that's always been a thing that everybody experiences. Like they think you're supposed to talk a certain way or you're supposed to hang out with a certain group of people or or whatever. And it's like, not really. Like, it's just, you know, this is how I grew up. What you're hitting on is interesting. It's like, I always felt like I was forced to like pick a side. Oh yeah. I never wanted to. Yeah. Like I've always been like, I like being, bringing people together and like, but you yeah. also yeah. know you have to mm-hmm. switch gears. Like you talk differently. You act like there is, and people will call you fake. They'll be like, "Oh, yeah. you're fake," you know. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I feel like I'm assimilating with the group that I'm hanging out with, right? Like I'm like, there's mm-hmm. different cultures, and exactly. it's not being fake. I think it's being a chameleon a bit. Um, but I never mm-hmm. wanted to pick a side because, and then, and then, like when I would try to explain that to people, I also felt weird being like, "I'm just as black as I am white," and I was like, "Wait, is that true?" Like I identify as a black man, though. That's yeah, it is. But I'm like, yeah. And that one rocks my world right there. I'm like, and I love to hear you guys like <laughs> when you can deal with that, you know? Yeah, I can yeah. definitely yeah. agree on the whole chameleon thing. Like, and even at sometimes I feel like I'm being fake, you know? And it's weird. I'm like, mm-hmm. am I being fake or like I'm just I'm just used to getting down with whoever's around me. Like, 
I am black, so I might be blacker with my black friends. Mm-hmm. I am white also, so I could, you know, get down with my white friends. But yeah, it is weird. Switch, switch, code switching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Code yeah. switching. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that too, I mean, there's like, because I think there's been a lack of in our culture, in our society, in our research, in our academia, um, any real sense of community for mixed people that we grow up questioning those things about ourselves. So then Christian, how you say right now, even sitting with that of like, I'm just as much black as I am white and that feeling like really kind of weird sometimes and being like, is that right of me to sit in that place? Is that like, is that fake of me? And I think people make sense of us much easier when we're just one or the other. So like you said, like there totally is that pressure of, well, what are you? What side are you? Like, are you white or are you black? Uh Yet then, you know, I remember having the one drop rule used against me and Dustin, I know you've uh, shared this at the beginning of this series as well that like, you know, yeah, well, if you're part black, then you're all black. And it is this very like in, 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 in our society, it feels like, okay, well, Mixed people, biracial people, they're black when it's convenient for them to be black for white people. And otherwise, I don't know. It's this weird, you know, concept of colorism that comes in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like if you watch, you know, the Spanish channel, right? You will never see a person on the Spanish channel that looks Mexican, that's dark at all. Everyone looks like a Backstreet Boy that's speaking in Spanish. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, So it's like that. Every, every culture has one of those things where it's like the darker you are, the more uh, less people see you as, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. around the world. It's not even a thing here. If you look at all yeah. cultures, like you see Asian people walking around with Darth Vader masks and fucking umbrellas because they don't want to catch color, you know? But, and that's also because white supremacy has literally exactly. infiltrated yeah. every single culture yeah. in our world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's no doubt, like, that white is more superior or more appealing, like, people using skin tone, like, lighteners. For and sure. I don't know, like, if you guys remember, there was, like, an interesting Muhammad Ali video where he was talking about, like... I've seen Yeah, that. you know what I'm... Like, what was it he was yeah. saying? That like, everything... That it was, like, alluding to, like, white... Uh, what was it, Grant? Um yeah, I don't know. He said some extremely intellectual shit. I'm going to try to Google it. I can't remember okay. what it was. When you, when you yeah. find it, send me the link for it and we'll include it in the episode notes. Um, and I'm wondering just on this topic of like, you know, light skin, dark skin, shade, all of this, you know, we can certainly acknowledge having certain privileges as being lighter skinned. Um, but I'm wondering how that's how that experience of like the actual shade of your skin has shown up in your life, whether it's in dating, whether it's in like how much you do spend in the sunshine or how you have felt even in the summer when you're darker or in the winter when you're lighter. Um, if you guys can kind of touch on some of those experiences. I love my tan. (laughs) (laughs) Just recently I got complimented because of my tan, but I should have been like, yeah, I'm half black. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I'm just, Nice ass color. You're welcome. Yeah, I frequently, but see, even, even like, even identifying it as like a nice color, right? Then it's like, well, oh my God, your tan. I've been trying to work on my tan, girl. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's happened for me where people in wintertime, even like clients that I've had, like in the psychotherapy setting, be like, Oh my gosh, like how do you stay so tan all winter? Like what tanning better are you going to? I just love like my God, how you keep such a nice tan. And I'm like, that's because I'm black. 
(laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I'm going to let you sit with that. Um, But yeah, this, this, I mean, in middle school, I felt so, so scared to get darker. I felt like I needed to hide from the sun. I felt like if I got darker, I was going to be uglier. I felt like if I was going to be darker, then I was going to be blacker and I was going to experience more racism and be told even more that, you know, uh, all the racist shit I was already being told. Um, And then there's like that shame that comes in of like, oh shit, like then was I thinking those things that darker was uglier because I didn't want that for myself. It's kind of a mind fuck. I don't know if anyone else can. No, yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was the total opposite though. I wanted to get darker. I wanted to be Mm. out there. I wanted to identify more with my black side, you know, growing up. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little (laughs) bit more darker anyways. I don't know what your average mixed person is, but I'm, I'm, It is, I guess there is not no average, but just saying, like, I think I'm darker than most. Um, but yeah, I, I always push yeah. to get darker. I like to be in the sun. I like, yeah. Yeah. I guess for me too, I, I, I wanted to identify with something. Cause for me, when I was younger, it was weird being mixed. And I remember watching Jawbreaker. I think it was that movie. It's so old and so bad. I rewatched it. It's so bad. But I remember there being a white girl on the movie and she was so white and i just remember being in the mirror i don't even know where i got this concealer and makeup from but i was like trying to make myself whiter because i was like i want to be black or white why am i <laughs> both like this is confusing like yeah and i just that's so sad to me to think about that yeah, yeah. but now now i'm like well i love being mixed or i love mm-hmm. my skin tone my hair and i'm just yeah. like loving it up i'm happy <laughs> mine was I, I, oh go ahead no please oh please, i said go. mine was like t- in multiple ways like when I was younger I was on a swim team and so I was always in the sun and I would be paranoid because I was like I'm getting so much darker so much darker and then I always didn't like my lips because my mom's white and I was mostly with her and my lips were so big for my face and I was paranoid to put like lipstick on it anything on it even makeup because it just made it so much bigger but as I've gotten older Mm -hmm. obviously like I love everything because it makes us who we are and like unique, but even my hair, like she chopped my hair off because she didn't know what to do with the curls. Like, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in our, in our, um, in our group previous to this, uh, with Jamie, Amber, Sydney, I think that was all who's it. Jamie, Amber, and Sydney. Um, yeah. We talked a lot about hair and and the impact and, and the role that that's had within our racial identity. Um, but, you know, as I, I love so much that we can be honest about these things and like those areas that maybe sound icky to say. Um, But I think it's also important to note that like us feeling that way and wanting to almost like protect ourselves from those things are a function of, of trauma. Right. And that those are things that, um, that black people don't, have the privilege in some ways to be able to change or shift around with themselves. Um, And that the reason we even feel shame or fear in experiencing those parts of ourselves is because of things like white supremacy and racism that we receive around our blackness. Um, 
I don't know if that makes sense, but it's yeah. it's like so complex. Yeah. It yeah. does. Like for me growing up, I wasn't as worried about like getting darker or lighter. That wasn't um, a thing for me, but like I was in boarding school. So we had five guys in a room, you know, hundreds of us in squadrons, military boarding school in Florida. But what mm-hmm. I did notice was that like my Islander friends, like my friends from the Caribbean and whatnot, they were more in like, they were more concerned about getting darker. And it was like almost like mm-hmm. a joke amongst us. Um, and I don't know where that stems from. If that, kind of um had any components of this at all um but i mainly noticed that like my friends are from the caribbean and like even africa um hmm. it was, it was mm-hmm. joked about a lot like damn you're dark you know like that acon joke kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. grant what about for you uh for me yeah i mean obviously all all of the same things pretty much i mean like i said growing up in schools that were like pretty much all white um i mean People, you know, people ask you questions like, oh, how come your lips are so big and this and that. And it's like, then when I, I did go to high school in Michigan for a couple of years because I played ice hockey out there, um, I grew up as like a competitive swimmer. So I've, I've always been like the only black guy on the whole team. You know what I mean? Because I always, I, I guess, I don't know. My parents put me in white sports. They didn't know what else to do, right? So, and I'm ho- fucking horrible at basketball. Like, don't pick me. But um, anyways, so yeah, I mean, I always, uh, yeah, I always, you know, had people asking me like, like, what are you? Like, how come your lips are so big? Like, what's like, you know? And then when people figured out what black people were, because, you know, a lot of kids, they don't know what a black person is. They don't know what a Mexican person is when they're five years old, six years old. So it's like when you're always the only one that looks the way you do, you're kind of conditioned to react a certain way to people's questions. And, you know, you're, you're Hmm. conscious about certain things that people will say about you or ask about you because you, you are different. You don't fit into like, the pack of people that are around you, you know, that's that's heartbreaking. Did that lead to internal racism for you? I mean, I mean, it was weird because like I grew up listening to people say bad things about minorities, honestly, you know, I grew up in areas that were all white kids that they would make comments. So it's like, Mm -hmm. then when I was around people, like bigger groups of people that were like all black, like I found myself almost looking at them in that same way. Yeah. Right. Cause I was conditioned to think a certain thing about those types of people, even though that is part of me, you know what I mean? So it's like a weird, it's a weird dynamic because you, all of this, all of these like opinions and statements are witnessed and then you're around it, but you, you're part of what they're talking about, but they don't really think about it because you don't look like the people that they're talking about, you know? Where where I think it becomes more obvious is like, did you date, did you date black girls? Like, are you, were you as attracted to black girls? I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of us was like, that's the first question. Everyone asked me like, Hey, like, have you ever dated like a black girl? And I'm like, honestly, I've never really had the chance to growing up because I was always around girls that were white. Like there was maybe one black girl in the whole school, you know, it wasn't even about that. Mm -hmm. Like, I just grew up around people that were mostly white, you know? So, um, see, I mean, I'm curious how that like all plays a role for us being on a show that is predominantly white too, of like how our dating preferences or experiences show up on the show. Even I don't know if anyone wants to tackle that part. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I always feel like I'm, I'm, I'm that black guy that a girl will like date, talk to hook up with. That's like curious about, Black You're guys, right? Probably the same for Christian too. Like, oh, like 
I, like you're the first black guy I've ever talked to, and it's like, but okay, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like I don't really care. But I've heard that. Uh, I've heard so that. Icky. I've heard that so many times. Like, oh my god, I've never like talked to a black guy before. Tell him, it's tell like, him I'll change right, your life. Whatever, whatever. Like, yeah, exactly. You'll never be the same again. Never be the same again. But that's a different story, you know? Oh man. <laughs> Jesus, I, I almost know? feel like conditioned to fail, right? Like you think of the shows, like flyover state audience, right? And yeah. the talent, the cast that is curated to go after the guy that you're, you know, all American traditional white guy and totally. the person of color yeah. that goes on the show. It's like you're almost like good luck, like yeah, you yeah. know. And it's like got, got no home. Totally. You're, you're, yeah. It's like yeah, you weren't really yeah. good at. And then and then it, it's a cycle, right? <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> Whatever. Good luck. We put you on there. Everyone yeah. shut up. We got a black guy on the yeah, show. Yeah, we did it. We did it, you know. Yeah. I'm curious, like, for Leslie and, and Jamie, what that, how that's shown up dating-wise, like, in real life, not on the show. Thank God I've never been told, oh, I've never dated a black girl. I've never been told that. But <laughs> that's crazy. I've been told that. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess maybe I should ask. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I always ask in the beginning. In, in the beginning, I always ask, like, have you ever dated, like, a non-white woman? Like, have you ever dated a woman of color? And usually they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, like, not just had sex with, like, actually <laughs> dated. And for most of the white guys I've actually long-term dated, I've been the first <laughs> non-fully white uh, partner that they've actually committed to. And in a way that's felt like I'm a novelty. Like I'm in a way fetishized that it's like, totally. I, yeah. I make them more woke somehow now because they get to <laughs> totally. associate with me. And it's like, it's been kind of icky. Now they can say whatever they want. Like what? I, I mean, I used to date a black girl. My ex is black. Like whatever. <laughs> like it's, it's Yeah, I've definitely it's gotten fucking, that from friends. Yeah. I'm not racist. My best friend's black. Like doesn't work like but that. But you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I'm always, I'm always like, um, just people don't think I'm black. I I'm very passable as like a Latina. Yeah. Totally. So I've definitely had an ex be like speaking Spanish to me, mm-hmm. you know, when we first started dating, like through text, I'd be like, this is so weird. Why is this white boy yes. text me Spanish stuff? And I'm like, I know Spanish. I work in kitchens. <laughs> yeah. I've studied it, whatever. So I'll respond. But like, I think it was like a year into it or whatever. He, what? I'm sorry. And then he was, he was just like, I legit thought you were Mexican or Brazilian or whatever. And I'm like, is that why you were texting me all that Spanish stuff? He was trying to be cool. He was trying to flex. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, see, like I get that in, in like female bathrooms. I get that, like women come up and speak Spanish to me, but I've never had a guy do that. Does everyone serious? Or like I've all... had older, yeah, like older Latina ladies, you know, come up to me and speak Spanish, and I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't really know Spanish like that. And, they're, and then they they're get mad. Like, oh, your mother, your mother. And then they Why get mad. And then they get Spanish? mad. And I'm like, Ay, Dios I, mio. I, see, yeah, I no, just okay. go, I just go, no, 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 black. I'm black, black. <laughs> yeah, right. Should be happy that I speak as much Spanish as I do. Like, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh my god. Gosh, that's truth right there. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, earlier when Dustin and I were talking, he had shared that um, you know that he had had a 
instance with a woman who was white and she was like, you know, can't date you because you're black. Um, and then dating a black girl after that and feeling very different. And I'm wondering if any of you have had experiences of dating other mixed race people, of dating other people who have been half black, half white, and like what, how you show up differently in that experience maybe, or like how it feels differently for you? I haven't dated anyone that was mixed race. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I, I can't say, I can't, yeah. Yeah. I I definitely, I definitely have. So I think every experience when I date different women is a little different. And that's what I love about like dating in general is like you get different. It's so fun. Yeah, it is. You get different experience (laughs) flavors for, you know, a variety of people. And I I date all types of women. So it's like, I've had different. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what was really interesting, I think about your question, Taylor, which you posed was like, how do we show up differently? Right? Yeah. Like that is Mm -hmm. a really deep one. Um, I don't know. I have, mm-hmm. I feel like I have, there's a lot of reflection on that one. I never really thought about it that way, to be honest. Yeah. Like I notice when I date white guys, I for sure feel like the, the more, I mean, I'm already very outspoken, but like the more, like the, the bigness of my personality, I have to like tone down and that it's, it feels more like, you know, yeah, when I go over to their family's house, like I need to make sure my hair's straight and I'm wearing something like colorful and like bright. And it, I've, I've noticed that like I change up in that and that talking to people and dating people who are also mixed race or, you know, minorities, um, I feel like there's less of that pressure to like blend in that I can just be myself and, and all the large parts of my personality and, and my curly hair and show up however the fuck I want to show up because I don't feel as, you know, yeah. 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 You know I what mean, I'm talking I definitely about? had, yeah, I've, I've, I've had girls, you know, tell me that are, you know, white girls that I've dated tell me to cover up my tattoos and stuff to like, you know, mm-hmm. wear something a little bit more conservative and stuff like that. And like, you know, that's something that, like, I, I understand. I get it. Like, I'm not going to show up to a girl's parents' house wearing the outfit I'm wearing right now, no sleeves and stuff and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I get it. It's a respect thing. But, like, I feel like if I was going over to, like, a black girl's house that my guard would be down a little bit less, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would probably mm-hmm. I would probably pull up a little bit less conservative, right? As opposed to, like, dressing up a little bit more to go to their house. And if it... it if it's a first time thing, I'm saying if, you know, if I know the girl's family, like whatever, you know, I'll probably show up how I want to show up to be honest. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I think there's definitely that initial, I need to be a little bit more, you know, conservative that that's definitely a thing. I think know? what you're hitting on a bit is something that I feel to this day is I feel more welcomed, um, by black people and my black family yeah, in Florida. For sure. And yeah. it's an acceptance yeah. thing. Um, I feel less like, hmm, we're looking to figure yeah. you out. Um, yeah. You know, from black people in general. So I naturally find myself yeah. spending more time. Like my, I have a lot of really good friends that are black. Like I feel like my relationships yeah. um, have gotten stronger um, over the years. Um, yeah. That's super interesting. But I know that I've been conditioned as a kid because my dad's side of the family didn't know I existed yeah. because my dad's dad was racist. Uh-huh. So they never found out until I was yeah. like in teens. And then I come over <laughs> yeah. and there's this little black kid. And then, for- which is crazy, which is nuts. crazy. Yeah. So, but I was conditioned, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be liked. Right. So it was like, let me help with the dishes. Let me help out to be well liked, you know, and like, I'm not tatted. Right. Grant, like I didn't like, I tried yeah. to be, 
you know, polished, right? Because, but I've been conditioned. So talking through all this, what do you, uh, what do all of you identify um, as? Do you identify as white, black, both? Like, what do you identify as? Other, mixed. Black. Mixed. Mixed, black. uh, Yeah, I just, I I just don't even say anything. Like, I just, you know, you, I'll let you think whatever the fuck you want to think. I just, I don't say anything, you know, like people ask me like, what are you? I'm like, I don't know. What do you think I am? Right. Yeah, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll leave it up to you. I'm mixed, but definitely is a man of color. Um, And I made a point, especially this year to kind of stand strong with that. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I just, I have to be like, it's enough enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I've, I found that like this year with like all the black lives matter and stuff and all the conversations resurfacing, like, like Christian was saying before, like we all have friends that forget that we're part black and will say shit that they would not say in front of a person they would consider actually black. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's a matter of kind of taking those conversations and being like, yo, like you can't say that shit. Like, that's not like, yeah. if, if you have to start a sentence with like, I'm not racist, but, or like, I'm not homophobic, but or, I'm not this, but you're fucked up. Like in the first place, like the, the, you shouldn't say it. You know what I mean? Don't like, even think so it. That, well, let's, let's address why yeah. you even think like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know? the reason they're thinking it is because they've grown up listening to their parents make comments towards news stories on the TV. Like, Oh or, yeah, of course or, it got robbed. It's a black guy, you know, like, or our president. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I'm talking about before that. Like, you know, yeah. people that are our friends growing up, like you don't you aren't born racist, right? So you have to mm-hmm. learn that shit from your parents. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get that you yeah. have to grow up listening to people saying like, Oh yeah, all those black guys over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my oh my god, honey, lock your door, lock your door. You know, double click mm-hmm. your door, yeah. Yeah. walk by your car. Yeah. It's like, wait, did I lock my car? Yeah. That's systematic yeah. generation. Yeah. That's, that's why a lot of people change, didn't that's get why we the, have to be uh, yeah. local now. We have to break that yeah. down. Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Black Panther yeah. was such yeah. a huge movement. Being black growing up, I didn't have a superhero that I could identify with that was black, you know? So when you see, yeah. when you're a kid, you see Black Panther, you see a character that is in the, yeah. making the world yeah. better in a yeah. positive way yeah. besides seeing a black person as a criminal, in jail, a thug, which is all that the media and movies... That's that's all you see through all that, yeah. especially like thirty nine, mm-hmm. all through the like eighties, nineties, all the way, probably until just recently, mm-hmm. um, things have been yep. changing over. Yeah. But Barbies, yeah, that's the crazy systematic yeah. stuff yeah. with with you, with young girls too, with like Barbies. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like yes. all, that's what beauty Band-Aids. was, right? Band-Aids. Like the here, yeah. It's that systematic yeah. shit that's yeah. so deep and rooted. Yeah. Like, Auntie Mama. Even know, like, like, I just remember when I came so up with Auntie Mama, all I was like, yeah, that, it's subliminal stuff no. that people don't even realize. Yeah. I, yeah. I, hey, hey, have you guys seen that meme of uh, <laughs> Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Jemima and the guy from Quaker Oats? And they're like uh-uh. in bed together, and she's, oh, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's completely inappropriate. It's fucking great. It's so inappropriate, but it's Grand. great. Like, it's it? like you open your you open your pantry and you see this and it's like Aunt Jemima and she's like doming up the Quaker Oats dude. Like it's it's great. 
It's so good. Grant, I haven't seen you Don't in like listen. two years, but man, I missed it because this is such a treat. Oh man, Doman. Uh, Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep it semi okay. I don't know. Whatever. No, we can go wherever. We can go wherever we want to go with this. Uh, I, I podcast see, is not censored. I see one meme right now. It's when you mix grits with pancakes and it's them in bed. Oh, is that what? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some shit I'm like that. I'm posting in the yeah, chat for you guys right now. In the chat. Yeah. I see. What oh my god, that'll Sorry, be in the episode that. notes for anyone who oh wants god. to look at that. Um, there's, went. there's so, so much more to go into on all of this. Um, we've talked about some of the really like difficult parts of this, and clearly how being mixed race is like a very complex experience. Um, I want to hear a little bit from each of you since we have to kind of wrap up here of what you love about being mixed race of what you've grown to enjoy or embrace or just something that, that you love about your experience as a mixed person. I love my hair. (laughs) I love my skin. I love that I can get along with anyone. Mm -hmm. Like I never walk into a room and think, Oh, who am I going to talk to? I'm like, I can talk to you, you, I can switch it up. I can do whatever. I, I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would say the same thing. Like I, you know, I like the fact that like, I, you know, I'm ambiguous enough to where like, I can kind of slide into any group of people and they don't really, they might not know how to take me at first, but like (laughs) at the same time, like I can slide in there and I can hang out with, you know, Mexican people, Asian people, Mm -hmm. white people, black people, Indian people, like whatever. And they're still like, okay, like, you know, he's cool. It's like, I can kind of, that's, that's what I think has been, the best about it because you can't really pin, Mm -hmm. you know, exactly what I am. So it creates curiosity, you know, Mm -hmm. I kind of like that. It's, it gives you an opportunity to like fill people in like, yeah, I'm this, 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 and this, and this is who I am, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll piggyback off of that for sure. Cause I've definitely been able to get along with everybody and that whole thing. And then I also feel like it's helped my family, the white side, because when my mom came home pregnant with me at college, my grandpa and my family disowned her. They're like, I'm a black guy. Yeah. And so today they're yeah. like, you opened the doors in our eyes. Like you brought us aware yeah. of everything. So to bring my family together for sure. But definitely all the uniqueness, my color, yeah. my hair, my lip, my freckles. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love your freckles. <laughs> that's beautiful though. Bringing, bringing family together like that. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, the chameleon factor is obviously powerful. Um, I also think the way we just have um, like physically, I think there's a lot of, you know, genetically when you think of how it works out, like the freckles. So I think we have really strong, beautiful features. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty athletic. Like, I, I, I don't know. I love, I think there are some <laughs> real advantages, you know? Um, I, feel like, I feel like, I feel like <laughs> there's some different privileges. Like we're good at like everything. Oh, yeah, too. Like, I, do. I feel like I there's not just one thing we're Obama, good at. We got we're like, Drake, we got at almost everything. I feel yeah, like we got, we just. Matt yeah. James. I mean, <laughs> mixed people taking over the world. Now we have Matt James as Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We're all gonna. Everyone's gonna. Yeah, just like see, like the sure. world's gonna it's just look the more way like it's gonna this, be. Right? Like as the people. Oh say, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. That also makes me think about something that I don't know if I can ask this on here, but do you guys ever, do you guys ever, I mean, now that we're getting older, think about who you're going to marry and have kids with? Oh, I see what you, like, cause I've, I know I've been thinking, damn, I really don't want to lose my black side. 
Correct. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want my kids not really identifying, you know, Mm -hmm. with blackness. Yeah. Well, even my my nephews, my nephews are a quarter black, a quarter Puerto Rican, half white. And they have our curly hair. They have the freckles, but they are very light. And so, yeah, I definitely think that's especially for them. Like I want, you know, but I feel like that's a good Mm. thing for them too, because they don't see color because it's all surrounding them. So hopefully in the Mm. generations to come, we're all going to be so mixed and melted together that hopefully (laughs) racism will eventually go away. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me and like wanting kids, it feels like I, I don't want my kids to experience the shame or the confusion around their race or shame around blackness, period. Um, Because regardless if I have a child with someone who's white or not, they're going to have my blackness in them. And for me... I want them to have a safe space. I want it to feel like our family is a safe community for them. So in that Mm -hmm. sense, it feels like having a child with someone else who can personally relate to my experience, who carries the same values that I carry, would be really beneficial to my child that they would have two parents that they can see themselves in, that they can um, process through any of that racism or shame that they experience. But also knowing that if my kid is lighter skinned than I am or darker skinned than I am, that like either way, they're still going to be beautiful. Like I think Mm -hmm. certainly, you know, we can uh, embrace and appreciate and love our features and how, you know, both a darker complexion and a lighter complexion have helped to create us. But that in both of those, there's beauty, right? That like within this shade of colorism, that being lighter skinned isn't necessarily something that I want my child to look at as like the pigment of beauty, right? So like whether they're darker skinned or lighter skinned, like I hope that they can just have a safe community to be able to even process how that impacts how they show up in the world and how the world treats them. And that regardless of what the world says that they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I've got a, I got something to show you guys in a second. Um, But I think the interesting thing is you talk about your partner is like, I think there's a responsibility to have a partner that is going to be aware that they're going to have a child Mm -hmm. with you. That's a person of color. And that's a tremendous responsibility Mm -hmm. that you're raising a person, a child, and there are going to be certain challenges that come with that. And yeah, that's someone that's responsible enough to appreciate that and and be down for yeah. that. Um, totally, don't take that lightly. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get yeah. I'm gonna get yeah. my surprise. I'll let you guys talk up here. Back, right back. Yeah, Christian and his like thousand screams over here as the gamer that he is. Um, <laughs> don't think I don't hear you. Don't think I don't hear you. Okay. <laughs> I'm just letting the listeners know, Christian, what's going on. That's all. Um, But no, to his point, I mean, I even had a a white guy that I was dating where I had to sit there and explain what privilege was to him. And I literally was like, I can't have babies with you, which means I can't date you when you can't even sit here and take a look at your privilege as a white man. And that's me was like, you're not a safe person for me to have a baby with, period. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's an unsafe situation. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, we we have to unfortunately start to wrap up here. Y'all been like a fantastic, fantastic group. I love this. Um, 
I got it for you. I got it for you. You guys did. You guys didn't notice, but right in the back, my son. I know. I was going to say, This is my son. Wait, what? I didn't know you. Had he's a fifteen baby months. Either. He's fifteen months old. This is my son. He's so cute. Wait, Christian, still, are you? I still are think you, he's messing with me. You're both. When did you? This is you had I a big email. This is a prank. I swear to God, this is my son, and he's half Puerto Rican. Stop. Christian, listen, my social media. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. My social media is pretty professional these days. Grant, like, are you fucking with us? I swear to God, I swear to you. This is my little son. Bro, you... This is my little son. Hey. Oh my god! Christian! Gosh, congrats! You, where is she? Where's my girl? Where is she at? What? Bro, oh, I got it. I got to get him name? some little yeah. Gucci shoes or something, You bro. could probably guess his name. <laughs> you could probably guess. Name is... Christian. <laughs> Grant knows. Christian? <laughs> where's my son? Hold on. Oh my god, awesome. I'm so... Where is she? Is this real? I feel like it's real. I still halfway believe it. I still halfway believe it. I think he's pulling some shit, but I'm starting. Do you have a girlfriend? Like baby mama is in your apartment with you. I feel like I need to speak to her for proof that this is. I get her. I get her on camera. I don't know where the babysitter. They might be gone. Um, He don't even know where the baby is. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. I don't know. It's somewhere. I'll find it. Christian. Christian, you have a baby. Dropping bombs at the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I found him. I, she, she's in the guest house. Hold on. No, I'm messing my house in Vegas. He's sleeping in his room, so I'm gonna go get him right now. I'm gonna wake him up for you what? guys. Oh in the guest house. Okay. Is he, what is that main photo in the very <laughs> background? Oh my god! My poor oh, little is that a witch in the Vegas. background? Oh, Papacito, come here. Come here, Papa. Papacito. Come here. Oh, he's I'm. Oh, I, I think it's a gaming thing, y'all. I'm super shook right now. He's uh, being yeah. dead ass serious right now. He he's had a really baby. He's about to bring a baby into the frame right now. He's gonna bring it into the frame. Oh my word! Oh, okay, Christian. all right. <laughs> Look at this little girl. So funny. Stop. Holy oh shit. my goodness. <laughs> So You're going to make me cry. Yes. Daddy Christian. Oh. Oh my god. Well, Christian, that's <laughs> That's so beautiful. <laughs> this is a whole nother this is a whole nother episode, Christian. Wow. Damn, bro. So interesting question. Uh, Jamie in particular. <laughs> I know, right? But oh, no, so, but see, he's, so he's 50% Puerto Rican, a quarter black and a quarter German. White. And Aww. I think about it for him um, and this responsibility and why it's it all, super relevant it, it, now. Um, it all makes sense now, yeah. Look, Gerber baby, bro. Aww. Gotta no get him signed to an agency. I gotta make him, make him some college money. Oh my God, Grant. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like that. I ain't, pl- I, I ain't playing no more. I ain't playing no more, Dustin. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. He's like, why oh, you just wake me up? It looked like he was sleeping or something. <laughs> So cute, Christian. I can't. I can't think of words anymore. He was sleeping. He was sleeping on the bed. That's why I didn't know where he was because he was laying in his bed. Oh. And she's cleaning the. Yeah, she's oh. back in the guest house. Oh god, I got it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Christian, cute. we're gonna have to do a whole individual episode with you now on this because holy moly. Yeah, well, we have to. You have to. Well, 
Got you. Oh Asia, my god! Anytime you guys come out to Vegas, that's a good secret there. I don't know. I was just yeah. Before thinking we about end, that. I don't want to say one part on what I don't even know how to end this episode like anymore. So Justin, about the biracial experience from you, what would you like them to know? I don't know if I. <laughs> or what would you That's want them to question. take away from all this? I know. Mm-hmm. The hardest question of the day. I think it's probably. <gasps> it's the hardest I think it's question. Probably, I think it's important <laughs> that you just listen and don't try to define us. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Very it. true. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. I think it should be a, a, a reminder that people need to stop categorizing people. Like even when you start yeah. a conversation, like, "Oh yeah, I met this Asian dude the other day." Like, "How about I met this guy the other day?" It doesn't matter, right? Yes. Like, I think that's what they should take from it is that you know, it's not Christian the half black guy from the Bachelorette, not Grant the half black guy. It's just Christian or Grant or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's what I think For they sure. should take from it. That it doesn't. Everything doesn't have to be categorized into mm-hmm. you know, sure. a certain section. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. judge a book. Yeah, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I think just because I'm mixed doesn't mean I'm less than any part of yeah. me. I'm not less black or less white. I'm yeah. full. Like, I have a full ass white dad or Italian and a full ass, you know, black mother. That's, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not less than either side of me. That was also beautiful. Taylor's been crying all day. <laughs> Y'all are great. She's been crying all day. I'm so emotional. I was crying in the last episode with Jamie talking about Aww. her hair. I was crying. I'm like, I promise I'm not even on my period. Like, I don't know. This is just this is just emotional. And now Christian's I'm not going to be here. the first one to ask. That'll get slapped through Zoom. I can't be asking yeah. And, and now Are you about Christian, to get your period? I'm not. I'm, I promise. I'm so good right now. And now Christian's sitting here with his oh, baby man. falling asleep in his arms. And I, like, can't even take it <laughs> it's been great thank you all so so much um this has been great i appreciate this. all of I, you yeah thanks for doing this it's nice to like talk to so many people that are mixed and i feel like we've all experienced the same things and i feel like i'm not alone anymore because before it was just me and my brother yeah and so it's just nice to like wow there's so many of us that i've have never talked to it. so many mixed people in my life before been so many at one time at one time it's insane yeah, yeah. same that weren't my sisters yeah 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 don't hesitate mm-hmm. to reach out guys yeah. if you ever do want to talk yeah. so I'm kind of she's definitely gonna cry yeah. she, she got, she's gonna lose it on that one <laughs> we can hear you <laughs> all right guys oh i got a meeting i gotta yeah. go right now this is great thanks for uh yeah thank you guys all the love thank you Take all care. so much all right, guys. yeah same All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading, you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, Um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right, and and sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast 
podcast um, and again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity.